I think you're going to enjoy uh, this evening's broadcast. We have Sean Hannity. Uh, he's got a new book out, so he sat down with me. Um, and it's different, that's for sure. I've known him a long time. So that's coming on up. Lead story today. Now, i got to explain what our lead story is. So National Public Radio is not, in my opinion, trustworthy. All right? It is a organization that is uber-liberal and always has been. That's the organization that fired Juan Williams, who himself is an uber-liberal, as you know, because he said honestly after 9-11, you know, if I see Middle Eastern guys on an airplane, I get a little frightened. Boom, he's done. Okay? He didn't work for Fox News then, by the way, uh, but Fox hired him shortly after NPR fired him. So the cancel culture and political correctness was going on in NPR for decades. And NPR does get a little bit of government money, which is an outrage. Uh, they shouldn't get a dime, and PBS shouldn't get a dime. If you want to give money to them, fine. But why do people like me, who don't respect the operation, don't believe it's presenting information honestly, why, why are you taking my tax dollars and giving it to them? Let them compete. Okay. Excuse me. Enter a poll on COVID. The only reason I'm telling you about the poll is because it's going to be cited. You're going to hear this. And you need to know how fake this is. It's outrageous. My staff did a nice job investigating this because NPR does not want you to know any of this. So they call up 1,115 adults. Not likely voters, not registered voters, adults. But somehow... 45% of them are Democrat, and 39% are Republican. Why? Why is there a six-point deficit? And then independents are only 9%, which is the lowest independent number I've ever seen in a poll. So the 45% Democrat overwhelms the Republicans and the independents. First question on the covid Please indicate whether you support or oppose a state law to require mask wearing in public at all times. All times. Means you could be hunting in the woods, on the beach, surfing, get out of the mask. Support or oppose? Support 76%. Come on. Come on. That's absurd. And it's not true. Oppose 21%. I mean, I saw that and I just went, that is about as misleading and as fallacious. Can you imagine 76% of Americans saying, okay, walk out of the house, you got to wear a mask. No matter what you do, you may not see anybody for 24 hours, you got to wear a mask. Come on. Second question. Do you support or oppose a single national strategy when schools can reopen? Support 60, oppose 33. Insane. So you're telling me in a state like Wyoming, where there's hardly any COVID at all, you can't reopen your schools until New York City does, until L.A. does, Florida does? Who would support that? They say 60% support it. Not true. Third question. 
a mandatory nationwide two-week shelter-at-home order. So you can't go out of the house. 59% support, 36% oppose. So 60% of Americans, according to NBR, say, yeah, can't go out of the house. All right? You can't go. You want food? Mm-mm, no, 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 no. Your mother is hurt. You can't, you can't drive over to see her. Fourth question. Your state temporarily closing down all restaurants and non-essential businesses. Support 59, oppose 37. So let's close them all down now. Now. All right. There's not a, there's another disaster or whatever. Now, knock out everything. Economy just collapses. Fifth question. Temporary ban on travel between states. 55 support oppose 39. That means all commerce in America stops. No trucking, uh, no visiting, as I said, your mom or dad or your children if they're in trouble. It's unconstitutional. All this stuff is unconstitutional. Now. NPR is doing this because it desperately wants America to shut down again, which would, they believe, kill President Trump's chances of re-election. So they gin up this phony poll. None of this stuff. And you go, okay, O'Reilly, how do you know? How do you know what the American people are thinking? All right, that's legitimate. But I've seen every other poll. And none of it is compatible with this poll. Even the very liberal polls from ABC News, CBS News, NBC, they're not compatible with this. And I know the fix is in with the 45% Democrat, 39% Republican. Okay, so there are two other questions in this bogus poll that you should know about. Again, the reason I'm telling you this and not ignoring it entirely, as I do to some polls, that these stats will be cited. You will hear them. In the United States, managing COVID better or worse than other countries. Better, 25%. Worse, 66%. Now, that could just be ignorance on a part of NPR recipients who answered this poll. United States is the third most populated country on the earth. China first, India second. Both China and India have managed the COVID far worse than we have, okay? Um, We are the most mobile society. We travel. We are scattered in 50 states, all right, from Hawaii to Maine to Key West. We are a vibrant people. We have the largest economy in the world. So, yeah, we're going to have more problems than Denmark, (laughs) all right? Yeah, but this, 6625, come on, ridiculous. Given everything we know, would you prefer fall classes for schools in your area be primarily remote, primarily in person? 66% remote, 34% in person. I don't believe that for people. I believe that people in Montana or Idaho or Hawaii, maybe Hawaii, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Alaska, I, I, don't, I don't believe it. Oh, yeah, I want the kids, I want the kids at home. I, I, yeah. Now, there are some Americans who feel that way. I have a final thought about it, and I don't begrudge you that opinion. You want to keep your kids home? You want to homeschool them? You want to tutor them at home? Fine. Fine. I would never intrude on that. But 6634? 
ridiculous. Um, NPR also asked, and you're going to love this. I, you know, I, I have to say, I, in my whole career, I've never seen a poll as outrageous as this poll. This wins the outrageous poll contest. So, which of the following is your main source of news? ABC, CBS, NBC News, network news. 24% of those polls say that's where they get their news. Online news, 14%. Social media, 10%. Now, I believe the social media and online number. CNN, 8%. Public TV, public radio, that's NPR, 6%. Local newspaper, 5%. New York Times, Washington Post, 4%. Oh, good. I'm so happy to hear that. MSNBC, 3%. All right. Where's Fox? There's no Fox. It's not on the list. CNN's on the list, MSNBC, but no Fox News. Why? Because they know the 35% Republicans they allegedly called up or spoke to would say Fox. So Fox would win. It would win. That's why they left Fox out. <laughs> I mean, now, I'm angry inside. I'm laughing on the outside because it's so absurd and so dishonest. It's just off the chart. But inside, I'm going, my tax dollars is, are going to NPR to turn out this piece of propaganda, this piece of garbage. I don't listen to NPR. I, I mean, it's not a factor in my life. I wouldn't even be able to find it on New York City radio, which is where I live. But this is so misleading and so intellectually dishonest. It's just crazy. But again, you'll hear it cited. But leaving out Fox, what did you think? I wasn't going to see that? You think that we weren't going to see that, NPR? <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, so the virus, as I've said many, many times, and I don't want to be redundant word of the day. I don't want to be repetitive. I'm not one of those people. All right, I try to give you a fresh perspective every day we're on the air. But COVID is really, really a tremendous factor in a presidential election. So that's why you, the left doesn't want any openings. They don't want anything. They want to just keep the economy moribund, all right, until after the election. So slap it on Trump. It's the Trump virus, according to Nancy Pelosi. Trump did it. Trump blew it. Trump this. Trump that. So the president has to reply to the perception that the left-wing media is putting out there, that all of this is his fault. He has to reply. And he did yesterday. Go. The mortality rate has declined 85% from its April peak, 85% decline. On vaccines last week, we announced a 2.1 billion partnership with Sanofi and GSX to purchase and produce 100 million doses of their coronavirus vaccine. 100 million doses. This is the sixth vaccine candidate we are proactively supporting. We're supporting Numerous companies that are doing very well are having wonderful results, and they're in final stages of testing. 
All right, so all that's true. You can't say that the president lied, although I'm sure the Washington Post will try. Um, you know, the death rate is declining because younger people are now getting COVID. The older people are kind of wall themselves off. But younger people are getting it, and they're not dying from it. You get sick, a week later, they're better. I'm not diminishing the disease. I've said in the very beginning this is a catastrophic illness. But that's why the death, the mortality rates are going down. Um, the vaccine is a hope play. The Trump administration knows if a vaccine is even announced, doesn't even have to be distributed. If it's announced, there is a vaccine that defeats the COVID virus, that the whole election turns around because the fear level drops. All right. Now, you may not want the vaccine. A lot of people will not take it. The media will say it's dangerous. They will say if you take the COVID vaccine, no matter when it's developed, oh, I should amend that. If Joe Biden's president, then you can take it. But while Donald Trump is president, if you take the COVID vaccine, you will turn into a werewolf. All right. Probably not even when the moon is full. You just turn into one. That's what you're going to hear over and over. Oh, that, 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 and that. They'll trot out some guy from Romania who took it, and he, he's like this. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Now, I'm telling you all this to put, try to give a little perspective. So Donald Trump knows he has to present an optimistic uh, scenario. And so he's saying, you know, we're going to back up all the vaccines, and we're ready to go. Okay? That's what he's doing. Um, if the vaccine does not come, then Biden may well be president because the schools, and again, I'll, I'll deal with this at the uh, end of the show, it's an iffy proposition. And a lot of people are still scared. All right, Hannity. So I've known him for almost 25 years. And we obviously work together at Fox News. He now is the number one rated host at Fox News. Um, he is very close to Donald Trump. He considers himself to be a conservative commentator, not a journalist. I'm a journalist. He doesn't consider himself to be a journalist. I have a degree in journalism. Okay. Now, I'm not putting him down by saying that. But I need to put Sean Hannity into perspective. But right now, he's the most successful conservative media person. And you might make an argument with Rush Limbaugh, but Limbaugh doesn't have a TV presence. Hannity's got three hours of radio and an hour of TV. So I think he's the most powerful conservative media person in the United States. Um, he'd written a new book, Live Free or Die. And I do his radio show every Wednesday. So I said, Anna, you got to come on. I'm not going to, it's not going to be a cupcake interview either. So he agreed, and here it is. So, Hannity, thanks a lot for taking the time. I mean, you got TV, radio, Hannity.com. You got Kung Fu lessons in the morning. I mean, you got the <laughs> book. Kung Fu. Oh. Where did you? All right. I have to give a small history, and then I'll, I'll end. I, Bill O'Reilly, I trained. 90 minutes a day, four to five days a week in mixed martial arts, Krav Maga, Kempo, uh, Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. We do sticks, blades, firearms, 
situational defense, and it's a passion of mine. And wow. you, you just reduce it to, oh, you do that, what a kung fu thing or whatever else you say. Or, well, you I know, don't understand. Uh, Here's what I don't understand. Why aren't you taking Irish martial arts? <laughs> do you know what Irish have, martial arts are? Yeah, you, you, just, throw a, just you throw roll. a pint of Guinness at somebody. I mean, that's it. You don't need a lot of lessons for that. <laughs> oh, man. You reminded me of Conor McGregor in the bar. All right. So I got to tell everybody, and then it's your interview, All but right. I have to tell your audience. So Bill comes on my radio show every Wednesday. And Bill has been alerting me now for over a month. I want you to know this, Hannity. This, this interview I'm doing, it's my interview. It's a Bill O'Reilly interview. It's not going to be a cupcake interview. And I'm like, okay, I, I, Bill, I haven't slept in a month because I'm worried about the cupcake, the non-cupcake interview I'm about to get. It's like I walked into a war zone. No, no spin be. zone. All right. So you write the book, and I read the book, and it's basically a big picture, not a micro book, a big picture of what happens if Donald Trump loses and why you believe he should not lose. That's the premise of the book. But now I gotta get, I gotta get inside this. So you know Trump as well as anybody other than his immediate family. We, we both have known him for, what, 25 years, right? Right, but you, uh, you now have more access to him than anybody as far as media is That's concerned. That's a rumor, Bill. I neither confirm nor deny, but go ahead. Okay, I know you do. How has he changed? <laughs> How has Donald Trump changed since he's been Great president? Question. Okay, first of all, I credit you because Bill O'Reilly asks questions that nobody else will ask. That is a great question. I have, I think, Bill, that we have seen a massive growth, a trajectory that literally is like vertical. And when you come from the private sector as he did, and then you go into this, what we call the swamp, and then you're, you know, you're used to doing deals. You're used to, you know, brawling. And I got to deal with these crazy people in Congress and 99 percent of the media that if Donald Trump cured cancer, they would still want to impeach him. But yeah. he has grown. Oh, I've never seen such growth. There's the short answer. OK. I see him as frustrated, angry at times. It's taken, the presidency has taken its toll on him physically. He's much uh, more overweight than he used to be, hunched over a little bit. You see that with every president that's ever Every served. president. Right. Yeah. So I see him as a changed man, primarily because I don't think he was prepared for the hatred that is be being directed at him. We're all human beings. We're all have sensitivities. But mm -hmm. as you know, and I agree, there has never been a, a president in modern times as hated as Donald Trump. No. So here's the next no. question. Why? Because he, he, has, he has confronted the swamp in ways that nobody could have imagined. And he's defeated them. And they've tried to kill him now politically so many different ways. The media hates him because Donald Trump, I predict, till the day we die and then beyond, has permanently branded right up here in every media group's forehead, fake news. Because it is fake, it's agenda-driven, they hate him. He challenges back. I remember when I interviewed uh, Bush the Younger, I said to him in the White House, how can you take all this hatred toward you? And he goes, factor, 
Yeah, he goes, factor, I just ignore it. But Trump's the exact opposite. He confronts it, and that makes it worse. But it's beyond that. On page 203 of your book, you write about the education secretary, Betsy DeVos, and a Texas attorney who says he wouldn't mind if Ms. DeVos is sexually assaulted. Now, that's the level of hatred that not only is directed at Donald Trump, but everybody who either works for him or supports him or plays golf with him is subjected mm-hmm. to that kind of malice. And I'm still going, I, I have never seen anything so, like I, this. I hate to tell your audience this. There, are, there have over the years been hundreds of millions of dollars spent on anybody that's not part of the media mob or the swamp in Washington to shut us up, to get us fired. They attack you financially. They want to boycott you. Why? Because they just don't like what you say. Biden going to show up for the debates? He better. I think if he doesn't, he loses. That's simple. I think Game he will. But the New York Times telling him today, one of their columnists, don't, don't debate, Joe. Don't show up. Saying, that's the second time now. I didn't even see. I don't read that piece of garbage anymore. But, you know. Um, I will say this, Bill. It's sad when we've gotten to a point in this country where what we do for a living comes at such a high personal cost. And by the way, whatever we might go through and the garbage and the hundreds of millions of dollars to silence any voice that the woke group doesn't agree with, you know, Donald Trump is taking on the chin day in and day out, every second of every day. And I will tell you, there is a group of Americans out there that, as we saw in the Cato Institute study, they're not going to tell any pollster ever what they're going to do. Let's, uh, let's talk about the Fox News Channel. So 24 years ago, I can't believe yeah. it. You know, I, I, what was I, 16 years old and you were 12. <laughs> um, 24 I years ago, I got a call. Yeah. Uh, I had just wrapped up uh, a master's degree at Harvard. How about that, Hannity, huh? Isn't that pretty darn right, impressive? Really, no. <laughs> Go ahead, drop away, Bill. I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, it's not, way, it's not kung fu the, lessons, but it's, it's okay. tells me every week on my radio show, Hannity, <laughs> I'm just a simple man. I'll give I, you the I, simple I, man. I'm the simplest guy that ever graduated from Harvard. <laughs> okay, so 24 but, years ago, I get a call. You get a call. I didn't know yep. you. You were, you were a local radio host. Uh, you get a call. I get a call. Come on in. Talk to Roger Ailes. He's going to start this new network. Goes up October 5th, 1996. Um, I, October 6th. Yeah, but 20, 24 years ago. And so yeah. I remember the first meeting that we were in some kind of warehouse. They were gonna, after we got hired, they are going to take our picture. And there's you and Combs standing there, <laughs> Catherine Cryer, who had the eight o'clock slot. I had the six right. o'clock slot. And we were chatting. I mean, it's two Irish guys and this and that. And we're getting to know each other. Did you ever? <laughs> no, you would try to intimidate everybody in the room, Mr. Simple Man. But yeah, go ahead. I was, I'm teasing. I was chewing tobacco and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, so, a backstory. One day I was smoking a cigar in my office and... You know, one of the primetime hosts on at the time didn't exactly like the smell. I got yelled at. So, oh, but I, I don't start. But my question back then is, did you have any idea that this would 
become a success because I, I thought it would. That's why I signed a contract, but I wasn't sure. Did you know? Bill, I don't need this. I'm, I'm now saying something I don't tell many people. Ever since I did my first radio show, I just expect the day I'm doing that show that somebody's going to say, uh, we made a mistake. Why, why, did that, why did that even happen? If you would have told me back in October 1996 that I would still be on the Fox News Channel, I'm now 25 years, um, or on the radio. I started my radio journey, Bill, in 1987. That's 33 years ago. Um, I, I am more surprised than anybody, and I, and I feel blessed beyond measure. Now, you were a huge part of the channel's success for all of those years. By the way, I learned being number two is a lot better than being number one because you got the heat a lot more than we did. And, and Alan, who I loved, and God rest his soul, um, you know, I felt like the luckiest guy in the world. But I do say this. I shudder to think what the country would be like without at least one channel. Fox News has changed now. Um, I'm not going to, I've never spoken yeah. about Fox Are you going to take like a big that. wedge? Like, is this like the non-cupcake part where you're going to like make me try and no. be I, I, I would love you, what this would you, would you acknowledge that Fox News has changed? Um, you're asking a good question. I'm going to say something that some people may not like here. And that is, I'm so busy every day, Bill. I do like to catch... Fox and Friends in the morning. In my radio studio, you've, you've been in the studio, I have four TVs, I have five or six computers in front of me, and I spend my day, I like to quietly reflect and study before radio and TV. Right now, in the United States of America, you are either the most powerful conservative traditional voice or tied with Limbaugh. Oh. It's close. Or what? or tied with Rush Limbaugh, because Limbaugh doesn't have a TV presence in primetime, and you do. So you, you can make an argument, are the most powerful, conservative, traditional media voice. Your parents, your parents yeah. were working class people. Both of them worked, okay? Yes. How do you think they would process? Number one, you're one of the wealthiest people, uh, broadcasters, and number two, you're one of the most, probably the most powerful. How would your parents process that? So I, my father died six months after I started at Fox, and I did get him a satellite dish so he can watch, and then I, I worked at a radio station in New York at 11 at night till two in the morning, and I loved late night radio, it was actually really fun, and he would listen all night, four straight hours, and then, you know, he'd say, where did this all come from? I said, Dad, you yelled at me every day to shut the radio off. I wasn't a TV watcher. I listened to the talk radio guys. Well, how would they feel? I'm going to tell you how they'll feel, Bill O'Reilly. I know God has blessed them because they had a much harder life than I've had. Every time I want to whine, bitch, and complain, I think about their life. I have no right to complain because I stand on the shoulders of very dirt poor grandparents, poor parents that never vacationed, bought a new car, maybe late in life and that gave everything to their kids so that we could get a Catholic school education because they saw that as an opportunity out. Um, final question. Live Free or Die is the name of your book. Has yes. New Hampshire sued you yet? I mean, you rip off their state motto, Hannity. 
so live free or die, the bottom of that says in Latin, live free or America dies. We went to schools where we studied Latin back in yeah. the day, which is kind of ages. And I wasn't good at it, but that, that live free or die is how I feel. So the book is Live Free or Die. It will open as uh, a number one New York Times bestseller, sending all of those people into a safe space. They'll all be very <laughs> agitated. And he's number one. Who can we fire? How can we get it? That's what's going to happen. I have a challenge Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Let it, me do, let, let's do this again on your network. Okay? All right. Except I get to do the non-cupcake interview with me and ask you questions that nobody's ever asked you. How's okay. that? Deal? September 8th, Killing Crazy Horses out. Okay. Deal. Um, and then On you, finger. you can throw deal. the cupcakes in me. All right. That's a deal. Well, I, I finally survived. Oh, thank God. Okay. Now we're getting to the dishonesty part of the program. Not by me. I'm as honest as you can get. And I say that with no hubris at all. I've been on the air long enough, and you know I will not mislead you ever. So Amnesty International is not in that category. This is a human rights organization based in London, and it put out a paper called The World is Watching Mass Violations by U.S. Police a Black Lives Matter protesters' rights. That's the name of the paper. And it says there were at least 125 human rights violations during the George Floyd protests. This is Amnesty International saying this. Okay. Now, Amnesty International is as far left as you get. Can't get more far left than that. They, uh, one of their things on their website says, access to safe abortion services is a human right. How ironic is that? So you can kill the fetus. It's a human right. Oh, what about the fetus? Oh, that's not human. Oh, it isn't? After nine months, what is it going to be? So that, this is how crazy they are. They also say on their website, Amnesty International, that they're warning the failure of governments to tackle climate change could amount to the greatest intergenerational human rights violation in history. So that's where they're coming from. Now, the truth about the demonstrations is a lot like the war in Iraq. Stay with me here. In Iraq, the problem for American forces were that the Mujahideen, the fanatical Muslims who were fighting America after Saddam Hussein was deposed, hid behind civilians. So American forces had kids and women, and behind them, they were being shot at. That happened everywhere in Iraq. That's what they do. All right, these Islamic fanatics. The same thing happened. I saw it in New York City and other places where the Black Lives Matter protests took place. Yes, there were peaceful people, but right next to them were the Molotov cocktail people and the looters 
and the people who are hurting other people right next to them. So, of course, when the police, the authorities said, you must disband, you must stop burning down buildings and looting, and they didn't, what are they going to do? They can't separate the protesters who were peaceful from the violent protesters because they all melded together. Amnesty International knows that. So there was gas and there was pepper spray and rubber bullets because there had to be if property were to be protected. Now, Amnesty International doesn't care about that. They, if they burn the city of Chicago to the ground, Amnesty International wouldn't care. Okay, so this is the con. And this is what goes on all the time. Oh, the peaceful protesters was largely peaceful. Okay, eight out of ten are peaceful, two are dangerous. The dangerous people could set places on fire. Got it? Oh, my God. So now the FBI has opened more than 300 domestic terrorism investigations based on all of those protests. 300. Now we're talking to look at this. Seattle, Portland, Chicago, New York, all the cities, Minneapolis. But are we going to know what happens in these investigations? I don't think so. The FBI is not going to tell us, certainly not by Election Day. But 300, according to the FBI itself, are underway. Now, local police around the country are reacting to all of this. All right? Police where I live. Police in New York City. Police in Douglas County, Nevada. They're reacting. Because they know about the anti-police media posture. Cops are bad. And the Black Lives Matter movement, which basically says across the board... The cops are after young black men and blacks in particular. The cops give them a hard time on purpose. That's what Black Lives Matter movement is. American police actively go out to hurt and harass African-Americans. That's what the movement is. So there's pushback now. And in Douglas County, Nevada which is a little bit south of uh, Reno, borders Lake Tahoe up to the north. Carson City, the capital of Nevada, is in Douglas County. The sheriff there, outspoken guy named Dan Coverly, reacted to his local library propping up Black Lives Matter. Say, hey, we love the Black Lives Matter people. And the sheriff uh, basically said, hey, um... Next time you have a problem, don't call 911 for help. Sheriff Coverly joins us now from Minden, Nevada. So did I set you up properly, Sheriff? Is that what happened? It is. Uh, The the library wanted to uh, put a statement of support for the Black Lives Matter movement on their website. They had the item set for their board meeting on their agenda. I drafted a letter uh, in opposition to that and uh, sent it in for public comment, uh, voicing my uh, disagreement or that I thought that was a bad idea. And um, 
the letter is fairly lengthy. The, the piece that got the most attention is the last paragraph uh, where I basically said, I never said that I wouldn't respond to calls. I'll never do that. What I said was, is if you don't trust us, uh, which I don't think you can support Black Lives Matter movement and support the police, those are at opposite ends. Uh, so you either agree with their movement and uh, think that all cops are racist and corrupt, or you think that law enforcement is an essential part of a civil society uh, and needed for any community, uh, or you don't. Um, and so all I said and all I meant was, uh, if you don't trust us, you don't have to call us. But if you don't call us, I don't know what you're going to do. Figure it out on your own, I guess. All right. But if they did call you and they did support Black Lives Matter with a big banner, whatever they're going to do, you'd still answer the call because that's your sworn duty. So I know you would. Absolutely. You would, yeah, you'd go Absolutely. and your guys would go. But there is a slowdown in, in some portions of the country. I don't know whether it's in your department or not, but there is certainly in cities like New York. They're not, the police are not as aggressive as they used to be. They're not as proactive as they used to be. Um, the uh, police squadrons, uh, like the anti-crime units, have been disbanded. And police are going, mm, you know, uh, I'm going to use my discretion. Whereas maybe in a more supportive atmosphere, they would be a little bit more aggressive. So that's happening. But in your county, what I found very interesting was the library backed away pretty fast. They didn't come up and challenge you. They said, oh, no, it's a big misunderstanding, right? No, I don't think that the library board uh, understood completely what the the letter was or what that support meant to my office and to the community uh, the community has been very supportive of the sheriff's office uh, throughout my entire career and especially uh, since being elected and, and sworn in in 2019 we enjoy a great relationship with our community this is a wonderful place to live it's a safe community uh, and we work very hard uh, to do the best and provide the best law enforcement service we can to the residents. Uh, this, I, I don't the, think that uh, they understood no, no, what I they mean, were saying. Right, but, but the, from what I have here, a statement from the library going, um, I want the sheriff's office to know we love and support our law enforcement here. So I think you're backing away. I, I, I think you won that, that round. <laughs> now, what about the press in Reno and Las Vegas? Have they hammered you? Uh, they have. They. Um, I feel they've misquoted me. That last paragraph. Uh, the the leading line always is sheriff refused to help library, and that's never been the case. Uh, but I don't. Uh, I guess I expected that. I don't expect uh, uh, a favorable coverage of, of of law enforcement. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Why? Why don't you expect I, I, that? We cover we cover law enforcement fairly here. Why don't you expect it in your local area? I think there obviously there are exceptions, and you are one. Uh, and and Bill, I, I that's why I appreciate uh, uh, you very much, and and being on your show is because uh, just like the show, there's no spin. There's no it is it's facts. It's it's what it is. Uh, but if the if you read the last paragraph, it clearly states that I that I just said you know. I never said that I wasn't going to respond. Right. Uh, just that you don't have to call us if you don't want. Not they right. and they I, spun that. It. They put their spin on it. it. And you know what? I'm glad you did it, Sheriff. I, I have to say, as an American now, I'm not talking as a journalist. I, I think the cops have got to stand up. 
<laughs> they got to say, look, we're not the bad guys. All right. And um, I'm glad you did it. When you see just the slogan now, there's a difference between the Black Lives Matter movement, the organization, we've exposed it as a Marxist organization. But the slogan, just Black Lives Matter, does that bother you and your deputies? Absolutely not. Um, I think black lives do matter. Uh, every life matters, uh, whether and color should not be or race should not be part of that. Uh, every everyone matters and we treat everyone fairly and try to help them as much as we can. I don't care what you look like, where you're from, uh, how much money you have. Uh, none of that. We will help you no matter what. And it, it just doesn't matter. And that that maybe that's why that's so offensive, uh, too. But but black lives matter. And no, they do. I have African-American offices on my force and, and they're great guys. And, and, and I've we love never them. heard a cop say anybody, any group, any group doesn't matter. And, and I, I I I know enough about Douglas County to know that you enforce the law on an equal basis and you're not trying to terrorize any ethnic group. Um, and at some places that happens, but not in your county. And we appreciate it, Sheriff. Thanks very much for coming on. Sheriff Dan Coverly in Nevada. All right, very brief mail tonight because I want to get to the final thought. Raymond on the message board, people are afraid to go to places to vote. Walmart, food stores, motor vehicle agencies, all open. So give me a break and let people go to the polls. I'm with you. Um, Steven, what did I miss with AT&T? Why are you selling the stock? Because AT&T owns media corporations that run hate shows, like The View, like some on CNN. I don't want to be a part of it. Brett, I switched my business phone and internet from AT&T to Spectrum. So did I. Now I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just telling you what I did. Donna. I wonder if mail-in voting has anything to do with Seattle riots. No. Liberals want mail-in voters. That's what they want. And there are a lot of different motives, but it's a lot easier to cheat when you mail in. No doubt. Douglas Redunzel, Colorado Springs. We are lifetime members. If women are afraid of the Trump agenda, what has Biden offered to reduce those fears? He's not Trump. That's what Biden's run on. I'm not Trump. Miriam O'Malley, nice Irish name, South Abington Township, Pennsylvania. Could you explain the president's reasoning for pulling troops out of Germany? Yes. Germany does not contribute what it should to NATO. Trump doesn't like that. He says, I'm going to pull the troops out. I'm not going to spend all that money if you're not going to do what you should do. Simple as that. Mary Flummer, Pittsburgh. Great whites have been spotted near Long Island, Bill. I don't think Holly will be calm if she sees one. Holly almost had a heart attack this weekend when she saw a deer. It was unbelievable. Now, the deer was pretty big. But Holly, if she ever saw a great white, we saw dolphins, and Holly was okay with the dolphins. But the deer spooked her big time. Dr. Steve Chirwati, Beaumont, Texas. I ordered 25 of the Stand Up For Your Country stickers, giving them out to family and friends. They were given locally and even sent out to other states. Way to go, doctor. Stand up for your country. If everybody did what you did, we really, really ignite this movement and it's very successful as it is. Okay. Uh, Killing Crazy Horse out September 8th. Please pre-order. You'll get it first. I'll talk more about it as the month unfolds. Um, word of the day, do not be sniffish. Sniffish. S-N-I-F-F-I-S-H.
All right, here's the final thought of the day. Uh, put this uh, book cover up, please. Um, in Russia, they have just released Killing Jesus. I, am, I hope Putin is reading it. There's the cover. So if you go to Moscow or St. Petersburg or Siberia, you will see this in the bookstore. That says Killing Jesus, the historical account of Jesus of Nazareth. It is everywhere on this planet. Russia. Interesting cover, right? I had the cross, the T-cross, in the American version, as you may know. So we are flattered. We are happy. That was the hardest book I ever had to write, Martin Dugard and I, because see, it's all history. No religion. We had to ferret it out. But I love all the killing books. Everybody goes, what's your favorite? I don't have a favorite. All right. I love them all. And they're all fun to read. And I hope you will read them all. And the best way to do that is become a lifetime premium member and you get them all free. Have a great weekend. We'll see you soon.